Howdy, friends. Welcome into today's episode that I recorded with our good friend Jonathan Bearded Blevins. Uh, we had what I think is the most fun segment John and I have ever done together in the second segment where we uh, did kind of a fantasy draft of people from the Bible who would be great to run this business, Fortech Catholic, this nonprofit. Who are the biblical, biblical characters who would be the best CEO, CFO, all of the, the C-suite, all of the positions at Fortech Catholic? Who would be the best biblical characters to fill that out? We also talked about how John accidentally stabbed himself with a knife and had to get stitches last week, and also shared about our engagement stories, both of which are, are kind of crazy, if you ask us. And then uh, we, we finish up the, the show with our final segment, where we are talking about uh, something a little smarter than we usually try to do. I try to sound smart, and it doesn't really come across, but I hope that you enjoy it anyway. This was such a fun episode, one of the best that John and I have done together in quite some time. I hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening on the podcast, or if you are watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. Uh, that really is the best way that you can help us out. Uh, super simple. It's free. We really, really appreciate it. Hit subscribe and enjoy today's show. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Jonathan Lene Bearded Blevins. John, how you doing, bud? I am doing okay, Taylor. Excited to be hanging out with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I heard that you t you told me ever since we did the uh, Forte Flashback series of like the first time all of the co-hosts came on as guests on the show. I, like, it was so weird for me to hear me back then call you Jonathan. Like, we weren't friends. We were just kind of acquaintances at that point, And that's like, you know, it was the beginning of a friendship. Um, but apparently you told me that, like, everyone calls you Jonathan now. Am I the only person in your life that still calls you John? What's going uh, on? So my wife calls me John. Joel calls me John. I'm in Joel, good company. Joel Stepanek. Um, And a lot of my, I would say, like, everybody who who's known me, Pre 2016 calls me John. Oh, I, I felt like it was a little more professional, you know, a little well, more professional to introduce myself as Jonathan. Well, to be fair, I know that you're like a good professional. I've never seen it per se. Uh, like, I know you're like good at your job, but like every time we're hanging out, we're just chilling or like you on the stream, you're playing video games. But like, it, that, that's not Jonathan. Like my co-host and the Twitch streamer isn't Jonathan. That's John. I guess at work, you can be Jonathan. I thought you called me Beard. Beard, Coach Beard from Ted Lasso. That's you. I still haven't seen that yet, but I really want. What? To. I know. We're gonna stop recording, and you need to go binge all of it right now. It's Jody that and I are watching The Flash, and then we have to watch this other show, and then Ted Lasso is on the list. I have to watch. Cho I was trying to watch this last night, like super late. I was trying to watch Chosen with Joel. I was like, let's just watch an episode and see what the hype is about, and I couldn't get. Oh, Ted Lasso is better. That's my hot take. We're getting. We're getting right out of the gate. Ted Lasso is better. Um. But one thing, as you know, we are friends, and you did something last week that uh, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to you about. I was like, we'll talk about it on the show. That's how everything happens in my life. We don't have real conversations until there's cameras on, because other than that, like, what, what would be the point, right? Everything but, is content. Right, exactly. So last week, you cut your hand, and I don't know the story. You're still, like, bandaged up, and yeah. uh, I, I was... I legitimately thought like you were going to back out of this and you didn't. And I'm proud of you. Uh, so what happened with your hand? So, okay. Let me just a little, a little pre information. So this week, and I hate this and Joel's here. So he's going to say this. And Joel and I have talked about this all the time, about how much both of us kind of hate this. The, I hate when people complain about being busy because everyone's busy. Right. And you just need to manage your time and all that stuff. But this week has been like the busiest week of, of probably my life, to be honest with what's a lot of stuff happening at work. Apparently a that's a theme because Allison complained about this exact thing. Like me having people on, on your busiest week. I'm like, it's just every fourth week, bud. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just been, like a lot of work and then a lot of other moving pieces that you kind of know about. Um, and so I had a huge work day on Wednesday and then I had, to, I got to be home for like an hour. So I got home, Jody's parents were here. I was like, all right, I'm going to cook a meal real quick, eat. And then I got to go back to work uh, in the evening. <laughs> and so and I hate frozen ground beef, but we, her mom gets this awesome, like organic full cow of, uh, and sends it to us like once a year. So we've had to freeze some of the ground beef. So I grabbed some of that. What shape a, does the cow come in when you were the, the, the shape? So it just comes in like packages like this. Okay. Okay. 
And so I, it's frozen. I need to open it. It's got the like the plastic stuff around it. So I take this brand new sharp knife that my mom gave me. And if my mom's listening to this, it's not your fault. I was just joking. It's your mom and <laughs> mother-in-law's fault is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. And Jody's mom actually at the moment came upstairs and she's like, so how's life? And I take the knife and I cut towards, towards my hand like an idiot and literally just stabbed my hand like about a quarter of an inch a quarter as soon as it happened you ever cut raw chicken oh john it's how it felt just like that it went that far in oh my god as soon as i did it i ran under cold water i didn't even look because i i'd pass out and uh and I, as soon as it happened i was like i'm getting stitches. i've never had stitches i knew i was getting stitches joe thank god joey's parents were there they, uh so she could take me to the urgent care and i got like yeah seven or eight seven or eight stitches and it was they said it was the doctor goes oh yeah that's super deep. It's like, thank you. So it, it was more like puncture wound than slice. It really was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it was probably, yeah, about this. People who, who are watching. It's, uh, it's I don't know, like a quarter inch deep and probably only like, man, probably only like an eighth of an inch wide. That's crazy, man. That, that's but it's crazy. right here. It's right in between my thumb and my pointer finger. Like we're on that, like you, the, like the tendon almost. And it's just kind of, it's like a bad spot because <laughs> you have to use. It really, it moves every time you move any one of your fingers. So right, it'll be fine. I'll be okay. In two weeks, I get to uh, take the stitches out. Well, yeah, you're you're a man. I'm so proud of you. you just oh, dude, took I'm it a like wuss, a man, bro. I didn't get a tetanus <laughs> shot too. It was like my first tetanus shot in ten years, and I was the doctor's like, "All right, I'm gonna give you a tetanus shot," and I was like, "Well, excuse, I wasn't prepared for that." Right. <laughs> it was rough. Thank God Jody so, was there. So what you're saying is, I stabbed myself, so now you have to stab me. That doesn't seem to make any sense. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You stabbed yourself, which yeah. um, is not a thing that anybody wants to be doing. Uh, but so I am, I'm a little happy about it. You want? Can I tell you why I'm a little happy about it? Uh, yeah, I'm offended already, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sad for you because obviously it hurt, and you know, uh, you, you play video games a lot for your stream. That's a big part of who you are, and you can't play video games now. Like that sucks. Yeah, a little part of me is happy about it. Because uh, now we're twinsies. I have a scar on my hand, and I sent it to you, and it looks like I'm like sponsored by Nike. I don't think you can see it on the camera right now. No, but you I, sent me a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did send you a picture. So it looks like the Nike check, like the Just Do It check. Did you get and stitches? I did get stitches, and like you can still see where the stitches are. Um, what you're gonna have, John, is it's, you're gonna have. You just got superpowers. You know how like old men, like they can be like, "Oh, my knee hurts, so it's about to rain." Yeah, like I have that in my hand. <laughs> like it starts tingling when when something in the atmosphere is changing. It's like I have this spidey sense now, and it's only at the at the base of my left thumb. So I you're, you're, don't you're believe gonna, you. You're going to be a superhero, but you like because it was beef or chicken. You're going to get some kind of sense from a cow or a chicken that now makes you a superhero. I love that. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I hope I get something like that. Um, well, I didn't spend the week uh, stabbing myself, uh, not this week at least, um, but last weekend I got to do something really cool. Um, ever since we've had three, our, our, our Felicity is three years old, almost four, and this was either our first, maybe second time to ever like spend a weekend just Sam and I. So we we dropped uh, all of our all three of our kids off in San Antonio to her parents. They watched them from, like, Friday night until Sunday afternoon. So, you know, 48 hours or whatever. And we went to celebrate our mutual friend, Brian Montfort's 40th birthday. We went and stayed on this really nice lake here in Texas. We went and floated the river and just had a blast, like, being... It was the first time Sam and I have ever done, ever done a couple's weekend. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, didn't know Brian was already 40. Yikes. Yeah. You're next. No, I'm turning. I turned 34. In no, le legitimately, you're next, John, because Brian just turned 40. Uh, Liv and Allison are way past 40. Uh, Anthony's my age, so you're next, buddy. You're my Dang next 40 year old friend. <laughs> That's what, also how well you and your wife got to do that more, man. That's what family's for. Yeah, it's really hard for us to get like somebody to watch all three kids. So, and we live far, you know, f further away from people. And like, we have babysitters that can watch them like for a night or whatever. Sure. Um, but it's just been really hard to vacation. Just Sam and I, a lot of times it's been me, Sam and Felicity, which is still better, but it's not the same, you know, like it's yeah, not, no. it's not a couple's weekend. So it was cool. Like it was, it was Sam and I, Brian and his wife, 
and then Brian's sister and her husband, who also like works in Catholic media. So it's just this like instant That's like cool. I didn't know those two, but it's this instant connection. Sam didn't really know them all that well, and just all three couples just bonded like immediately. Uh, loved just spending time floating the river. It, it was great. It was just a, a great weekend that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad you got to do that. I've never met Brian's wife, but Brian is the man. I, I've played Halo with Brian's wife. I had never, I, no, I, I hadn't met her briefly. Like I, I'd gone to his house a couple times, but I have, I have only like ever really talked with Julie, his wife, uh, on playing Halo, which is really <laughs> <Halo>. funny. <laughs> Love that. Um, but it got me thinking about because like my wife and I. We're in our ninth year of marriage. So like our next anniversary is our 10 year anniversary, which just seems it's a decade of, of being yeah. married and a few more years, you know, being uh, on top of that, being together. So it got me thinking about like just kind of reminiscing about our marriage. Right. Because we, like, it's hard to, for me to do that because we're con- we constantly have all three kids running around. So it's hard to reminisce about anything because you're like, this yeah. is what's happening right now. You know, um, but I was reminiscing about like. How our dating and, and engagement and I told our engagement story like years ago on the show but I hadn't shared it in a while and there's that's kind of the theme as Allison's been encouraging me to share old stories again so I did and I, I tweeted it out in a way that like I thought people weren't gonna like it so the it was a, it was a three text uh, a three tweet thread very okay. simple the first tweet was I proposed with a ring pop Oh, I saw that, and I didn't even read the next one because I thought you were lying. No, 100%. True story. We'll get into it. I 100% proposed to a ring pop and my lovely wife with a ring pop. Not to a ring pop. <laughs> Mr. Ring Pop. <laughs> um, uh, when she said yes, I gave her the real diamond ring. I had a diamond ring in my back pocket, but I wanted her to say yes to the ring pop. And then the third tweet, which is actually the most liked, was I had to make sure that she wasn't just in it for the youth ministry money. People seem to like that joke. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> but like, I legitimately thought, like, I, I knew the last tweet was a joke, right? Like, I've, and to me, the whole thing was a joke. But just seeing the first tweet, like, you thought it was a joke. I thought, like, the lady, the ladies have just been mad at me recently, especially after last episode with Allison. And I said a lot of things that got the ladies all riled up. I thought I was like, let's just play into it. Let's keep them riled up. Why not? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, I figured it out. And everybody was like, that's so sweet. Uh, somebody was like, it's so on brand, which I didn't know was a compliment or a diss. Um, but people seem to like that story. So w- what do you think about me proposing with a ring pop? It, it is it is on brand, which is which is both a compliment and an insult, um, if that's possible. It, it seems I don't know. I'd have to. I don't think I didn't know you then. Uh, so did you really do like you actually had the diamond ring in your me pocket. right now, but with a six pack and great hair. Incredible. So, so you had the diamond ring with you. It wasn't like a, a I did a, on layaway. I did. No, I had the diamond ring. So she had told like we were both in college. So we had zero month, zero dollars to our name. We were both in our senior year of college. We got married a month after um, after we both graduated college. Wow. So we got engaged the summer before. So like I had no money. I was a college kid. Right. So she had told me like um, we were we were just joking one time and she got a ring pop as like a 22 year old. And I'm like, that's so weird to just go into a gas station, get a ring pop. And she's like, I love ring pops. And I was like, really? We started, I don't remember everything about it, but like essentially it became a joke that she would say yes to a ring pop. Okay. Like, well, that's to, adorable then. That's, yeah, a, that's it, an adorable story. I, 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 I was <laughs> adorable back then. <laughs> I was less jaded, better looking, uh, just simply adorable. Um, I've been sharing a lot of throwback Thursday pictures to encourage myself to go work out because I used to look so much better. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I I sang to her. That's the, I've I've shared the long version of that story, so I'll keep it. I I sang uh, just the way you are, which seems cliche now, but it had just come out. That's how old we are. Wait, what's that song? Just the way. Yeah. You okay. Are. Great. Like it it came out like three months before that, and then I went and like uh, like my band played. I sang. Um, I went and knelt down on one knee. And I said, I actually lied in the song. Like, there is one thing that I want to change. I want to change your last name. <laughs> Very Taylor, cute. Taylor, that's cute. I know. Uh, I, I, I used to be so good at stuff. <laughs> it's, it's depressing. Um, and then I pulled out the ring pop. 
And eventually, the, she, it took her 25 minutes to say yes because she just cried, which is the most is the confusing 20 most confusing 20 <laughs> minutes of my life. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she was just very happy and overwhelmed and all this kind of stuff. But she said yes to the ring pop. So then, when she said yes, I pulled out like it was a family heirloom. My mom had gifted me a diamond that is, that was gifted to her. I got it put on a new ring. Gift gave her the real you know the real diamond after she said yes to the ring pop. And then we, you know, we got married. That's our engagement story. I love that story. That's amazing. And, and she wasn't mad that you did it in public in front of a bunch of people. So it was. It was. She wasn't. Uh, and it wasn't a bunch of people. So it was just my. Like it was my band and a photographer and a videographer. So okay, I set cool. it up perfectly. So yeah. like I, I like our band. We would tr- we would have an event every week where we were leading worship or doing music for some church event. So we set it up like, hey, our band's playing tonight. You want to come? And then we we did quote unquote sound check right so we did okay. sound check and then Sam and I went to the so there was an excuse to have the band so that I could sing to her which is what I wanted to do and there was an excuse to have a, a photographer and videographer there because they were going to be there for the event that night yeah right so yeah I lied to her and then I you know told her I lied to her and then it was all fine it was a, it was a dupe I duped her into yeah, into that's marriage ex- that's ex- that's acceptable <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so what? I don't know your I don't know your story. I don't know y'all's engagement story. I know that, like, I, I shared the last time you were on that, like, I fell in love with 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 Jody because you know because we we joked that you've kept her from me and all this stuff, and I've never met her. But I, I watched you and your family on the game show, not Wheel of Fortune, uh, Family Feud, right? <laughs> yeah, and not Wheel of Fortune. I, I fell in love with Jody. Uh, so, I, but then I was I was thinking, like, as we were getting ready for the episode, I was like, I don't know y'all's engagement story. How did you trick that woman into marrying you? It's a long story. I'll tell you the short version. Uh, no, it's uh, we're our our eight year anniversary is coming up on September thirteenth. Um, nice. We had a very short engagement. I'm bad at math, so I think that means that I proposed in 2013. Um, and the reason that I know that I proposed in 2013, well, I had a I had a baby already, John. You're so much older than me, and I already had a baby. I'm not that much older. How old are you? Thirty one. I'm 31. Yeah, I'm three. I'm two years older than you. You're almost forty. <laughs> I'm two years older than you. Okay, so this is crazy. I wanted to propose. We knew we were going to get married like in the first six months of dating. And then religion got in the way. She wasn't Catholic yet. And so then we dated for years and postponed it and broke up and got back together. And, Flirt to convert, um, baby! <laughs> right? It finally worked. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's it's crazy. So we the week before, we had a trip to Chicago planned, okay, on Friday um, in 2013. And the week before that, I told her, I said, just so you know, this trip is not an engagement trip. And it wasn't supposed to be an engagement trip. I didn't have money for a ring, right? So that was like on Sunday. So on Monday, um, I, I end up Monday being the national championship for the basketball games, right? For in uh, in March Madness, um, Michigan made it to the championship, and and because of the score of that game, I won a pool uh, between like this major this major office and won like twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> No yeah. way. That's so awesome. Gambling led to your marriage. That's Gambling awesome. Gambling led to my marriage. I know. It's, 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 been, it's been amazing ever since. And so no joke, like that Monday I went and I, I got the money. I bought a ring. And I was like, I'm, I am going to propose this week uh, now that I can. So then the I Boston, love that we both lied to our now wives in, I know. <laughs> to make this happen. Yeah. We duped them. So yeah. then, then like the Boston Marathon bombing happens, right? And that I, I think Whoa. that was like a Wednesday. It was April, whatever April fifteenth, twenty thirteen. I think is the date of that. Um, whatever date that was, it was a Monday, Tuesday, a Wednesday, or Thursday, one of those days. Um, and I don't know why, bro, but I got so sucked into that. Like I was listening to the police scanner for like like all night long until like three or four o'clock in the morning the night before I was going to take her and propose. I was just want, wanting them to catch him. For some reason, the police scanner was very easy to find on Twitter. And so I was just they're like, he's in the boat. He's here. Like, oh, it was crazy trying to find this guy um, or one of the two guys, I think, whatever. So I end up driving uh, to Chicago, listening to the radio the whole time, <laughs> still trying to find out if they're going to catch this guy. And Jody's like, why are you so obsessed with this? Um, we get to the hotel. We check into a hotel. Um, I have my brother, Chris, and his friend, Will, um, we're going to meet us at the fountain in Chicago, the Buckingham fountain and record it. Right. So we could have it there. They're the only two people that are going to be there. I was going to take her to the fountain. It was going to be amazing. And then propose the, we get into an Uber and which I think was like brand new at the time. And we show up to the Buckingham fountain and on the radio, the guys listening to the same radio station I was listening to. So I'm still, they catch the guy <laughs> who, who did the bombing like seconds before we got out of the car. So I, it was like, finally I could be at peace because I've been following this so closely for a couple of days. Uh, and we get out, we go to the fountain, and the fountain's off. And so the, the cool thing about the fountain being off was that nobody was there. Um, and so, you know, I, I held her hands. I told her how much I love her. Um, 
probably at the time, like uh, I, I, Joel Stepanek uh, and I, he, he's here right now for those who are listening. Great friend of mine, my best friend. He literally, <laughs> trying, to, trying to think of a way I can roast him. Um, I, he helped me become a very holy person. So I'm pretty sure because of him, I even said something like, I really want to help you get to heaven. Uh, and and, and oh, part, yeah, as, yeah. as part of the as you know the proposal yeah and my brother the, filmed the it Catholic ready, thing for sure yeah. so I get down on one knee and I propose and she says yes and cries and it's amazing um, we ha- we spent the rest of the night going out in Chicago and celebrating my brother joined us and just hung out with us we're Catholic so he stayed in our hotel room it was great um, the craziest part of that whole story though is that I never got to see the video because my brother Tyler recorded a YouTube video over it. <laughs> 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 So like he was, so like Chris took a train with his friends, filmed the whole thing, and we never saw it one time. It's gone. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that great? Isn't that a great story? It's just so funny because we've talked for years about y'all's family dynamic, and that that happened. Oh man, I can't imagine how upset you were. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. He's like, I don't know what where it is, bro. I don't know where it is. And I was like, okay, it's gone. And then we found like we found it, and it was something filmed over it. Did that video perform well? I don't even think he released it. Oh, what a jerk! Seriously, I think it was just like I think it was just like Halo. It was just like a montage of like Halo clips that never got oh, released. Oh no, John, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, but it was a great. It was great, and we got we had a fast engagement. We got we got married. I think it was in either I think three months. I think we had a three month engagement. Uh, you want to know in September? So April, May, June, July, August, September. So five months. Yeah, you had to make sure she wasn't gonna back out. That's right. <laughs> Give her the least amount of time to back out. Dude, that's so crazy, man. Uh, here's here's one maybe a veiled blessing. I think not having the video sucks. Let's just let's just put that out there first. But um, one of the torturous things of my life, John, is that I do have the video. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have to let me see that. So here's the thing, John. We've talked about like how cool, calm, and collected I was. Like, oh yeah, I was suave. I, I was doing my thing. But then I told you about the like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes of awkward. Like when she hadn't said yes yet, I have like maybe 10 times in my life, like kissed someone on the forehead. We joked about like missing kisses last week. For those of you that listened yeah. last week, like I- I'm just not a forehead kisser, but apparently when I'm nervous at the most important moment of my <laughs> life, I kissed her forehead 400 times in that 20 minute span. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> were, were you actually worried she might say no, or did you kind of know she was crying because she was happy? No, uh, uh, 50-50. No. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm just kidding. I knew she was going to say yes. It was just really, like, awkward. I was like, because, like, it wasn't the yes or no thing. It was more about your question a second ago. Like, was this how she wanted to be proposed to? Right? Gotcha. I didn't yep. know. I knew she wanted to be married to me. She. We had talked about that for months, right? But... Yeah, I just wasn't sure. So when she finally said, so I was like, so after like 15, 20 minutes, you see, because like, you can't hear us talking because the music's still playing. You just see it, right? And you just see me go like, so. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yes, of course. You That's know. awesome. <laughs> so it was, it was great. So, well, good. I, I feel closer to you now that now that I know that story. And, uh, I, and by that, I mean you stabbing yourself. I mean, the engagement story was cool, too. <laughs> But um, we are both really excited about our next segment. Uh, when we come back, what we are going to do is uh, – I had this idea. I thought it would be fun. John thinks it's one of the greatest ideas I've ever had, so we'll see 100%. if you guys like it. Uh, we are going to uh, – Forte Catholic, the business right now, is just me and one uh, contractor. That's all it is. And then, obviously, the co-hosts help out and stuff. So, But, like, employees – I'm the only employee. So I was like, well, we don't have the money to pay employees. So let's just say, in a perfect world – if we drafted biblical characters to be the key positions at Forte Catholic. That's what we're going to do right when we come back. Do not go anywhere. Do you ever struggle to integrate your Catholic faith with your day-to-day lifestyle? Boy, you know I do. Have you ever wanted to know more about why we celebrate certain traditions or what the faith teaches about the Bible, social justice, and science? Maybe you're looking for a fresh, engaging, and practical way to learn about the Catholic faith that also feels relevant to you. That's what the Ave Explorers podcast is all about. It was created with all those things in mind, hosted by my friend, Katie Prejean McGrady. Uh, Ave Explorers aims to explore aspects of the Catholic faith from from a variety of different angles. Uh, I almost said angels, reading this wrong. And breaks down their meanings and importance for everyday Catholics. Each series features top guests from the Catholic world, including uh, Jeannie Gaffigan, Father John Burr, Father John Burns, who I did an event with once, Meg Hunter Kilmer, Leah Darrow, Mark Hart, and more. The best part is it's all free. 
Uh, their new season starts next week, so go to wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, subscribe to Ave Explores today. You can also sign up for all of the free content at AveMariaPress.com or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. Ave Explores, everyday faith for everyday people. Welcome back to Fort the Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is still Jonathan Bearded Blevins. And I'm so excited for this segment that we are about to do. We are going to draft... Uh, but it's fantasy football season. I just did my draft uh, every every time I draft. I think I'm going to win, and every year I go to the playoffs. So I'm I'm at least close to being right. So, but I know that you're super big into Forte, uh, uh, like uh, you know, Forte Catholic. Obviously, you're here at least once, once a month. Uh, it, big into fantasy football. Big into football. Period. So you're you're all over this, and you also think you're right all the time, which is why I think this is perfect to do with you. <laughs> I, again, Taylor, I am right all the time because if I'm wrong, I will admit that I'm wrong, and then I'll be right. It's the it's the weirdest thing about this show <laughs> is that uh, me, you, Father Anthony, even Allison, a lot of times, always right. Live never, but you know everybody never. else. It is always funny when we disagree. It's like, oh wow, we, I, I, this is a weird thing for us. We've One never of us been has wrong to be before. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? The immovable object meets a something force or something. I don't know. I don't know math or science. Okay, good. We're going to do Catholic comedy because that's what we actually know and are good at. So we are going to do not a draft where it's like if once somebody takes them, they're off the board. We want to build where each we have each built the best team to do what Forte Catholic does. You know, Catholic media, Catholic entertainment, the the, um, talks, those sorts of things. Right. So we are going to pick our the CEO. So who's going to replace me, which is really funny. Uh, yeah. Who's going to replace me as the CEO for the Catholic um, chief executive officer, chief financial officer. So who's going to overlook all the money uh, chief uh, operations officer. So like who's going to actually run the organ organization um, yeah. chief information officer, the CIO um, HR. So who's our, uh, who's our uh, human human relations, which uh, uh, HR, the irony of my last job is that I kind of was HR and was also all of the HR problems. So I just had conversations <laughs> with myself, which was fun. <laughs> uh, marketing, chief marketing officer, obviously pretty obvious. And then I added one today because I had one person that was not on my list that needed to be on my list. So we added spiritual director. So you and I have both picked biblical characters to be these people. Uh, and we're just going to go through it. Sound good? It does. It's just two quick things. One, I don't think we have the same answer for any of them, which I'm excited about. We'll see. And then two, um, you kind of said something at the end of the last segment promoting this. Um, when, like, when you hit it big, then you'll pay your host, your co-host, right? Oh, hundred percent. Okay, great. I have already. Sure. So here, here's what I've started <laughs> to do, John. Um, I, I'm sure you saw, like, two months ago, I went up to, to Father Anthony's to celebrate his fifth anniversary. Yeah. Right? I paid for everything. That was my first payment to Father Anthony. I have already talked to you about coming to see you. And I will just say that the fee, there is a theme there. <laughs> Love that. Can't wait for that for us. So, uh, you know, you said I could come, but Jody didn't want me there. So just tell Jody Not that there's some said. money involved. <laughs> Not what I said. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to start this? I'm ready. All right. Uh, we are, we're going to take turns going first. Do you want to go first or second on CEO? I will go second on CEO. I'll go first okay. on the next one. CEO. I thought about this a lot. And both of us, we haven't talked about who, who we haven't talked to each other about who is who, but we did kind of talk about like, you know, themes about who we are picking and that sort of thing. And one thing we had in common is that we both had people on the list that we actually moved on, yes. on, on the list a couple of times. Um, CEO. I had one person. I had one person who I will go ahead and reveal now is on my uh, is on no is not on my list actually I took him off I was gonna go with David I was gonna go with David okay. great leader the greatest king in all of the Old Testament the the, uh, the you know kind of paves the way for Jesus the King and all of these things right but you can't have your CEO you know sleeping with random women like that's <laughs> that's that's kind of like some of his like personal stuff you can't really have that at the head of a Catholic organization. So I went with a guy, and I was thinking about what Forte Catholic does. It's like we're kind of a new media, right? Like new evangelization that's been talked about for years. But it's like, yeah, we've been doing stuff in person. We're doing a lot of things digitally, online, podcasts, YouTube. And, yeah, we're doing stuff in person. But even the stuff that we do in person is a little different 
than the, the, the old school way, right? Yeah. So I started thinking about, like, who would fit this category? Who's like Moses, great leader, old school, also, you know, killed a guy, like not the great, <laughs> not a t- tremendous track record, but who took Moses' spot? Who is the young guy that actually led the Israelites into the promised land, was a great in battle, great leader, and took the reins from one of the greatest leaders? It was Joshua. I'm picking Joshua from the Old Testament to be our CEO. It, that's I, I thought you were going New Testament there, so that's exciting. I'm glad you didn't. I'm also I got very nervous there that you were going to steal mine, but you oh, did yeah. not. But it makes sense. That's a good one. Mine's better. Okay, we'll see. Okay, uh, I'm going with Jethro. Oh, uh, and that's not that's not Jethro Tull. Jethro, I, was to, I was about to say the Southern boy. I don't know if he's in. I don't Taylor, know if he's in Taylor doesn't know who Jethro is, so he's googling him right now. But that's fine. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, one of the things that you said is correct. I don't know who he is, and I'm not Googling. I'm just writing down your answers. <laughs> so so Jethro, right, Moses' father-in-law, um, helped Moses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, helped Moses, like, do arguably the greatest systematic delegation in the history of the Bible, really, um, and appointed, like, tons of people. I want to say hundreds, but could be less than that, of leaders to lead different groups, some groups as large as 1,000 and some groups as small as 10 or 20. Um, and so it's a, it's a kind of a cool, that's our podcast and YouTube numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, and so it's, it's huge. And they were trained in how to do their, like their work. And so they had to train everyone how to do stuff and and make all these little communities and groups be able to like sustain themselves. So it was pretty cool. And and so I'm going to go with Jethro because he helped Moses delegate. I, I think the CEO would do. It's such a incredibly creative answer i Thank really you. like it i appreciate it i'm very excited about this I, I like the rest of my answers just as much as this one here here's the reason that i picked that i still think joshua i would give him like if i was interviewing these two guys they would be the last two to make the list i think 51 49 i would still stick with joshua because i this is personal preference i like ceos who are leading from the front that's just my personality right okay. jethro like you said like he was helping somebody else he was helping moses the leader to kind of put these things out. So I think Jethro would be perfect to support whoever we picked as the leader, like maybe as the COO, like somebody who's helping the leader set these things out. But I really like the pick. I really do like the pick. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's very good. All right, so you're going first on CFO, the chief financial officer. Who's 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 handling all the tens of dollars that Forte Catholic brings in? Bro, I went back and forth for minutes on this one. Um, <laughs> do you like that? Minutes? I was going to pick the widow, Oh, that's that's offensive. <laughs> to be well, no, that, not to be fun, not to be mean to you, but to be funny about like giving. It all would the money be away. funny, like if we did an ad campaign based off of her, like give Forte Catholic literally all of your money. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of what I was thinking, but I actually kind of last minute changed it to Jesus for a very simple reason. Oh, um, you picked Jesus. I mean, listen, bro. That's I think cheating. you'll appreciate this. Jesus can... is it the CEO? <laughs> no, he's the CFO because he can multiply all the money, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> he can just give you more money whenever Jesus he wants. Jesus is gonna go to jail. They're gonna kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> we always hear that's what happens. So I'm, Jesus is the CFO, not the widow. Golly, that's a terrible answer. <laughs> what do you mean? He literally mul- could multiply money. The widow is great. That's against the law. <laughs> <laughs> He could just change the mind of Jesus the law. Jesus is breaking the law at my new organization. Yes, Thank he is. you for You're that. You're welcome job. for giving you money. Oh man, the I like the widow a lot better. You should have stuck with the widow. That's very <laughs> funny. Fortecatholic.com slash donate, by the way. Everything is tax deductible. Um I I went with Matthew, who was a tax collector by trade and then yep. became an apostle. And I, I like that for my financial guy, I like that better. Wasn't would, he not a good tax collector, though? I, that's proving my point. <laughs> because I, who I want in charge of the money is somebody who loved money first and then fell in love with Jesus. They know the money stuff. They know how to get money. But they're also a good – like, he became an apostle and wrote a gospel. Like, he's a good Jesus dude. But, you know, like – He's got a little. He's got a little world in him, which I which I like. So I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Matthew. Uh, your your Jethro answer was far superior to the Jesus answer, which is a weird thing to say, but context matters. <laughs> I'm, I'm disappointed that you don't like all my picks, but I'm sure you like the rest. I liked the widow a lot better than <laughs> I did Jesus, which is again a weird thing that you're making me say in this scenario. <laughs> it, it, these are terrible sound bites, but hopefully make sense within the game. I think it's my turn, right? Yep. yep. 
Chief Information Officer. Again, uh, kind of in the same, I, I was kind of going between David and Solomon here. Because you know, like I said earlier, you can't really have somebody who's the head of the organization making some of the mistakes with David and Solomon. My hope is, this is a modern organization. They were in a different time. They were 4,000 years ago. They had a bunch of wives and concubines and other things. I'm hoping they can rein that in, in the, in the year of our Lord, 2021. But the Bible literally said there is no one wiser than Solomon. So Solomon, he's not he's not running from from the front. So if maybe if he gets himself in trouble, we can just kind of quietly dismiss him and bring somebody else in. But he but you got to have somebody like that on staff. He's brilliant. I'm going with Solomon. Okay, that's a that's a good answer, a thoughtful one. Uh, so good job. I'm going with someone a little more uh, discreet, maybe a, okay. a little a little less known. Uh, a guy named Ehud. Okay. Oh, one of my yeah. favorite stories in scripture. Actually, it's funny. I keep mentioning Joel. He's here. It's not, it's not just because he's here. I mention him all the time. On this podcast, I, I always say Ehud. Is it Ehud? I think it's Ehud. That's what Ehud. I say. And I again, I'm always right. So. Yeah, that's, I, I'm not going to claim to know how to pronounce Old Testament names. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Scholar. For anybody, just say it confidently. No one can tell you or me that we're saying it wrong. We both said it confidently. And Perfect. like, you know, people can decide for themselves. Well, he, he told a story in a men's uh, session once about uh, Ehud killing Eglon. Um, which you pronounce best, probably best Eglon. story in the Bible. It's amazing. The story is amazing. So I've never forgotten it. But um, you know, e- Elon was not a great guy. God raised up Ehud to to deliver the Israelites at that time. I believe that's the story. Uh, and here's the thing: Ehud had to like sneak past all of these people, right? And 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 or and they checked. It actually, says that in the story that they checked to see if he had weapons. Um, and, and he hit a knife in his, in his non-dominant hand, or he was left-handed or something, however the story goes. And then, <laughs> I love it, it says Eglon was a fat man, so he stood yeah. up to greet him. If and the then, Bible boom. calls you fat, you're fat, man. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're, <laughs> big, you're a big boy. Uh, and then stabs him. And like, but he got, he's sneaky, and it's important for a chief information officer to be able to keep some of the information within the company and make sure that some of your secrets don't get spilled out. And he clearly was very good at that. Spilled out like the guts of Eglon. Hey. And so I pick Ehud as my answer for CIO. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you the nod there. I like I yes. like your answer a lot better yeah, I'm than mine. Three. I'm two for uh, three with you then. The, the spy. The spy aspect uh, of – that's what he was. He was he was a spy, uh, You know, kind of like the James Bond of the organization. Yeah. One thing I'm not liking as a theme from both of us, though – is how like we're both like oh let's get this person because they're kind of shady that's <laughs> which isn't a good thing i'm starting to like be like is that what people think of us <laughs> it's a good thing if you want to make money if you look at all the other organizations that oh yeah for sure for sure <laughs> Um, good, good thing. Maybe it's a good thing that I'm literally all of these positions right now at the organization. <laughs> Love it. Um, C. What are we? What are we on now? C O O. Yeah. Who's first? You're first. Okay, <clears throat> COO. Uh, this one, I, man, I think almost all of mine are Old Testament. No, I guess Jesus isn't. Oh, it could be Jesus. Old Jesus is it could be Old beginning of the end, the Alpha and <laughs> Omega. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, so for the COO, Chief Operations Officer. I went with Josiah, and you Ooh, can I, choose. I thought what? you were about to say. I thought you were about to say mine. Mine is very similar. Oh, uh, you have Joseph, don't you? I do. <laughs> uh, so I, I was gonna. I go with Josiah. He was eight years old when he started ruling, and he ruled for like thirty plus years, and that's a long time to rule. Uh, and he did an okay job. So I'm gonna say the COO Josiah. He would do a great job. Yeah, making I, I sure think... things run smoothly. He like he learned at a young age, at eight. Yeah, not not the not the most not not the, not your strongest answer, but it's better than Jesus. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, mine, I went back and forth. I had somebody that I actually picked. I actually moved somebody that we'll talk about here in a minute. I moved somebody from this position that I actually moved into a different position that we'll talk about in a second. Um, but I'm going with old Testament, Joseph, uh, old the, Testament, Joseph, yeah. not the carpenter. Correct. Code, code, many, I mean, we, we have none of Jesus and Joseph's carpentry saved, which means they weren't very good. Like if they were yeah. good at their job, it would have been saved for perpetuity. Like how amazing would it be? Like, yeah, we're eating dinner off this table that Jesus made with his dad. Like they weren't good carpenters. And that's anyway, I digress. Old Testament Joseph. He, you know, coat of many color, colors, you know, he's, he's a dreamer. He can think up new things. He can get inspiration from God for new things, which is important for the operations of a Catholic organization. But most importantly, the fact that he ri- rose up, he was the enemy of the state and ended up becoming second in command, only, only second to Pharaoh. 
And he literally saved everyone from a food demic. I don't know what you call this, right? Like we've been in a pandemic, like a food a food shortage epidemic, right? It's called a famine, Taylor. Yeah, sure. That's what the Bible calls it, but I can't think of the word. A food demic. Uh, a food demic. I like. I like again. I like mine better. Um, um, but he say he saved the whole world. He's he's crafty. Like the way that he kind of arrested his younger brother so that so that he would have to meet his dad like he's crafty he he literally built a huge organization still had time for the little guy uh just just a tremendous leader that's awesome i like that answer good okay um hr i think i'm going first on hr you are and i'm actually changing mine so i'm excited to talk about it as well so who's your hr guy if you want to fix this this is easy this is easy this is by far the easiest pick of all of them. Then I'm I not guessing because I don't like being wrong. I knew it immediately. John, if you want to, if somebody is a problem in the organization and you need to send someone to one person to get that problem solved immediately, let's say it's a, it's, it's a problem between two, organiz- two, two people or somebody's late all the time. Who do you send them to that will instantly fix the problem? You got to send them- Mama Mary. Dude. <laughs> That's immediately. crazy. You I thought you were gonna say, "Who's the king? Who's the king? What's what's the king's name?" Who where the they're arguing over whose baby it is, and he's like Solomon. Chop. He's already on that's my Solomon? staff. Let's yeah. chop the baby in half, and then yeah. that because that's the person I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, Mary. Can you imagine? Like you and I get in a fight on on the podcast, and who do we have to go meet with? Mary. We would both leave apologizing. Better people. Uh, we would fix it. Let's say like, I'm constantly late to stuff. I, I get sent to Mary instantly fixed. I, I mean, like any problem, just bring it to Mary and she fixes the problem. I feel sorry for you that you have to answer after I did. Well, you know what? My answer that I wrote down, and I'm not lying, and if I need to take a screenshot and send it to you, I will. I wrote down Mother Mary. Oh, we agree. So we do have one. We do have one. I was <laughs> the last second going to change it to Noah because can you imagine, like, like, like what? How, how do you look at like three oh. lions and only pick two? And, and and stay alive, uh, but but he had some he had some issues. Yeah, we, don't have we to can't have our it. HR guy be, be found naked somewhere. Like this yeah, is that, not something that can. Yeah, that, you can't be drinking on the job either. So, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you can't have Forte Catholic. It's right there. <laughs> I take awesome. all the time on the job. I also chose Mother Mary. Obviously, the wedding at Cana story, and and uh, she she'd be great at HR. So we we do agree on one. Yeah, I mean it's it's the only it, it is the it is the only one that we picked from that there is only one correct answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, marketing, you go first. Do I? Yeah, because I went first with Mary. Okay. I have another obscure one. This is my last obscure one. I, that's okay. what I was trying to go for. I'm proud uh, of you. This has been theme. fun. This has been Mother good. Mary and Jesus, though, not very obscure. But uh, marketing. For me, I chose Cora, which admittedly I did not From know. From the Avatar? <laughs> no. This is K-O-R-A-H. Uh, from Numbers, which is it's actually a book that it's one of the only books, I think, in the Bible that I've not read uh like front to back yet because i just i've always had this weird thing that numbers in my head that numbers was about numbers um and that and so why would i read it so i still haven't but i have been really weird that's a really weird thing that you're stuck on i have weird things (laughs) um but cora took 250 influential people uh to confront moses and aaron and so if you can find 250 people to get them together and they're influential people then you'd probably be good at marketing so that's why i chose cora i like that pick Oh, that's a great answer. And I know my answer, and I can't pick between our two. They're both great. We got to hire both these people, get them on okay. staff. Don't, maybe like, you we'll know, we'll, let's, let's handle it the way a Catholic organization will. We'll hire them both at part time. They don't have to give them benefits. No, I'm paying both these people. <laughs> but you don't understand with, with Jesus multiplying money and Matthew doing his thing, we've got all the money in the world. Good point. <laughs> um, I went. With this is the one that that I picked uh, that I changed. I couldn't decide where to put this guy. I knew he had to be on. I almost put him at, C, uh, at COO because I think he'd be good at the Catholic media stuff. But I had to put him on marketing. Um, the greatest, the greatest marketer in all of Christian history is is Paul. We with all of That's his letters. Answer. He wrote all of his letters to all of the churches. He's the one. And like I think the story that like most connects for me for what forte catholic does is that he was like you know what you already know about you already know about this unknown god and i'm going to tell you that my god is that unknown god right like meeting people where they are like that's exactly what we're trying to do i think paul gets that i think he would kill it at marketing but i absolutely adore your answer so i think we have to hire both of them somehow just get them in the building because yeah, you gotta I have, mean, you gotta have those guys on your staff for sure yeah for sure uh it would be really funny 
to have like Paul as an employee and not just the not the head guy. That'd be funny. I might do it just for it kids. It was. Um, all right, and this was a last minute ad. This was a last minute ad of category because you uh, felt guilty that you didn't have someone on your list. There was somebody on my list that it, kind of the same conversation we we're just having. This person has to be on staff. They Do we have the same spiritual director? Maybe. Maybe. You're first. The person, the pers- this person has to be on staff. Um, I, they didn't fit as the CEO, or the CIO, or the CFO, any of these, any of these things that we've already, that we've already talked about. I mean, maybe marketing, but I think Paul and your person, who was your person? Uh, for marketing, Cora. Cora. I think Paul and Cora would kill it. So like this person is like the second or third best at all of them, but not the best. Uh, spiritual director, the, the, the sing. My favorite letter in the Bible and my favorite gospel are written by the same person. The we spiritual director the has to be just John, St. John, yeah. the beloved disciple resting on the, like, I, I need somebody like that to like pull me into the spiritual side of things. John's my answer. I love that answer. And I, I'm not kidding. I was going to pick John and he, it's my favorite, it's my favorite gospel for sure. Uh, lo- love his arrogance throughout that gospel. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But yeah. I love him. He'd be great. Uh, my answer is Joseph, uh, Jesus' dad, uh, earthly good father, if you will. Yeah, you know, he prayed a lot and and was very quiet. And you, a lot of spiritual directors I've met are kind of like that. I've never really met like an extroverted spiritual director. I'm sure they're out there. Um, but, you know, he, he, he took things to heart. He prayed. He listened to God in his dream. And so, yeah, like a good, a good dude. So I'm going to go with Joseph. Dude, I think both of us just had killer lists. Like this is these really companies fun. are succeeding for sure. Oh, 100%. Way more than they are in real life. <laughs> I think this is great. And so here's what I want people to do. I'm going to go through my list real quick just to remind people and then I want you to go through your list. And then I, what I want people to do is two things. One, if you're watching on YouTube, comment one, who who whose list do you think was better? I think it's neck and neck. I think yeah, this is close. The, this is the closest we've ever been at any like obviously this isn't a competition. It's more for fun, but like anything that we've ever done, this is the closest we've ever been. Um, whose list was better? And also, who would you add? Who would who would you add? Who do you think is a good pick that maybe we we missed? Uh, you can do that on, on in the YouTube comments. You can do that on social media. We'll be posting this out later this week as well. I just think this is a fun game, and I want you guys super to play fun. along. Uh, so for for me. My CEO was Joshua uh, from the Old Testament. My CFO was Matthew the Apostle. My CIO was Solomon. My COO was Old Testament Joseph. HR, we both had Mary. Uh, Marketing, I had Paul. And spiritual director, I had John. Who did you have? CEO, Jethro. CFO, Jesus, although the widow was funny, but uh, Jesus. CIO, Ehud. COO, Josiah. HR, Mother Mary. Marketing, Cora. And spiritual director, Joseph. Jesus, the father. This is one of my first, this is one of my favorite things we've ever done on the show. We're going to keep doing this, like maybe do it as saints one time, maybe do it at like who would be the best five hosts from the Bible. We're going to, we're going to keep this game going. This was way too much fun. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we're going to try to sound fancy on the next one. We're going to talk about behavioral cognition. Don't go anywhere. Uh, last week, some of you got to hear me butcher a uh, commercial and ad sponsorship from our friends over at Select International Tours uh, because they sent me words in other languages that I cannot pronounce. Uh, somebody that listens to the show who speaks fluent German had to look up what I was talking about because they couldn't un- they couldn't even get a grasp of the word I was trying to say in German. So I'm going to try this again. You ready? Uh one of the trips that Select International Tours, who is, who is the best uh, like pilgrimage company here, based here in the U.S., they go all over the world. The first trip that they have coming up is a trip to the Holy Land with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. After visiting the Holy Land, the group will head to Germany, here's the word, to see the famed Oberammergau Obera, Passion Play. It's very famous, I just don't know how to say it. The trip's from May 6th to 16th of 2022, and all the details can be found by clicking on fortacatholic.com slash tours. There's a link there that'll take you to the landing page for all these trips. The next one I'm going to tell you about today is a pilgrimage to learn more about the English martyrs and Catholic literary heroes of the UK. This one takes place May 31st to June 10th, 2022. Again, all of that is at fortacatholic.com slash tours. There's just a button there you'll click and it'll bring you to the page with all of these trips. So if you are looking to try to go on a pilgrimage next year because you've been cooped up for forever, uh, check out fortacatholic.com slash tours today. Welcome back to Fort Catholic. I am Taylor Scholl and that is Jonathan Lene Blevins. John, I had so much fun playing that game. That was a blast. 
I, yeah, I can't wait to see what people vote and uh, talk, talk about it on Twitter is going to be fun. It's always fun for me, too, because like every now and then, like I like it happens, I think, the most with Father Anthony. Where I like I think of a topic and I have to wait three weeks because it's like I need to talk to a priest about this topic, right? Or like I'll have to wait and be like, look, like with Allison last week, I needed to talk about school stuff. I needed to talk to a, a, a mom about that. I needed to talk to, or I need a different perspective. I need a woman's perspective. So I'll talk with with Liv on that. And like with you, a lot of times it was like video games or something. But it's like, which one do I need to do? Like this one I had for a while, and I was like, this is a John segment. It's it's just really fun for me to find segments that perfectly fit. Uh, I love that for us. The co-hosts. We're, we're, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, we're going to try to sound smart. Are you ready for this? I'm not going to try to sound smart, but you can. All right. Every every now and then. I, I, li- I constantly listen to podcasts. Everybody knows that. Um, one of the podcasts that I've been listening to that's been really, really helpful for my mental health in the last 18 months, ever since COVID, is called uh, The Happiness Lab. With Dr. Lori Santos. She's a Har- I think Harvard professor. I've talked about it once other time. It's either Harvard or Yale. I think it's Harvard. Okay. Um, she's a, a professor uh, on uh, – she, she studies – She's some, I, this is where I don't sound smart. I don't know what type of doctor she is, but she's a doctor <laughs> a doctor of the brain. We're not to the me sounding smart part yet. She studies the brain. And what she does is she's looking at, like, the science behind what actually makes us as human beings happy. And it's coming from a completely like scholarly secular secular aspect, right? Okay. But what's really cool, she did one season and it was all about it was gonna come out and then the pandemic hit and they and they they like shifted what they were doing and it was all about how do we stay happy and healthy during this time. And it was just great for me. I listened to it a lot while I was working out and you know, working out the body, getting my mind right. It was just really, really helpful for me. Um but one of the things that she did in one of the in-between seasons was she actually like talked about like the wisdom from the ancients. So like Plato, Aristotle, great Christian thinkers, great Jewish thinkers, a lot of great religious stuff. So it's just, she started going to like these things that like the philosophers and religious people knew 2000, 3000 years ago is now being proven by the science. Okay. It's, it's phenomenal. Like it's just really cool that they're like, we now know scientifically that what Aristotle said was true. That what uh, you know, G- uh, some of the things that Jesus said were like true scientifically, right? Like like proven, right? From a secular perspective, it's just fascinating. And uh, the most recent episode that I just listened to was about behavioral cognition. I'm having trouble pronouncing stuff. Behavioral, behavioral cognition. cognition. Okay, uh, Taylor's gonna sound smart and then sound really stupid <laughs> the whole segment. It's apparently what we're going for. Um, behavioral cognition is essentially the idea that we end up somewhat copying the people that we're around. Mannerisms, how we how we talk, how we act, these sorts of things, and how it's like proven by science that we do this. And I'm listening to this right around the time, I don't know if you saw the short, the story about Shohei Otani, who is just an absolute baseball phenom. He's, he yeah, is, he's the pitcher who hits home runs. He's, he's right now. He's, he's, he's the best pitcher in the game and the best hitter in the game. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's just like Babe Ruth." There was never a, Babe Ruth's pitching is is overstated. He was one of the best hitters and one of the best players in the game. His, he was a, he was a decent pitcher, right? Yeah. This guy is the best at both right now, which is just unheard of, and he's Asian. A commentator got in trouble for saying something. He was talking about Shohei Otani. He was, you know, commentating on the game, professional yeah. guy for whatever team it was. And he said something in a Chinese accent. Like he's saying, you know, he's saying eight sentences and he says like three or four words in a Chinese accent and like got suspended and got in trouble and everybody, everybody's yelling at him and stuff. Like it really hit me because I have done stuff like that so many times, like not on purpose not trying to be a jerk and trying to be you know racist or like i'm not obviously not trying to do those things but i've been at a chinese restaurant restaurant john and i've ordered my food and i and i've said like thank you or yes i would like an egg roll or something like that in a chinese accent because that's what i'm hearing right so if somebody comes up to me with a thick accent i start copying it whether it's a chinese accent or a hispanic accent like that's that's where it can get me into trouble but also, like, even on, like, a kind of, like, more normal and, like, funnier funnier side, the more tired I am, the more Texan I sound. 
the more I drink, the more Texan I sound. The more I'm around my Louisiana Cajun Bayou family, the more I start talking like that. And it's this weird thing that it's like, this is not who I normally am, but it is a part of who I am, where I start mimicking those that I'm around. What do you think about all, I just, I just threw a lot of stuff, positive and negative at you. What do you think about this whole behavioral cognition we're copying the people we're around? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. The, uh, the baseball player, Otani, is, is Japanese okay, um, and, and is apparently one of the best players to ever play there, which I, like, I did not even know that. I knew he was crazy. He's here. one of the best players to ever play, period. Yeah, to, to have someone <laughs> pitch and, and hit like that is just insane and awesome and cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've done, I do that. Like when I, when I visit my, when, when you sent the text about what we we're going to talk about, like when I visit my grandma and she used to live in, uh, in Tennessee and, and live in Georgia and I'd hang out with all those people, I would start to develop like a Southern accent. It's very weird to me. And I, I always wonder if I was the only one I'd never really Googled, which is how you find all information to see if that was a thing. Um, I definitely do that. I, I tease my wife who I think picks up mannerisms, uh, from, from some of her girlfriends when she sees them, especially, Joel's wife, Colleen, they, they, she always says, you know what I mean? And Jody will say, you know what I mean? All the time yeah. when, after hanging out with them and, right. and I'll, I'll roast her for it. But I do the same kind of thing. It's interesting. I didn't know there was like a word for it or that it was an official thing, but 100% uh, I, I notice it in myself and definitely notice it in others. Yeah, there are there are positive, neutral and negative aspects of this, right? So like obviously the negative aspect, if you're, you know, broadcasting a game and then you start speaking a Chinese accent when uh, talking about uh, like, a Japanese accent, talking about a Japanese player, like obviously that's not good. Right. But I don't think that, that I don't know this guy, but I've done it enough to where I know that I'm a mostly decent guy and I've done it enough myself. Like I, I know growing up, like I was an athlete and because I was a good athlete, most of the other good athletes at the school were African-American. So I started talking quote unquote, more like a black guy. Right. And like people would make fun of me for it. A lot of white people would be like, that's not who you are. That's not. But it's like, it is kind of right. Like I spent four or five, six years playing sports with these guys. So I start, you start talking like the people that you're around and whether it's by race or by ha like mannerisms or like by phrases, like you were saying with, with your wife. Uh, so there's some negative sides, but there's also this thing where like, I noticed it when I was at life team camp, you're with Joel right now, which is funny. I was at life team camp. And there's a huge group from Louisiana and I would be talking like I'm talking to you now with like the staff of the camp and that sort of thing. But if I got into the group with Louisiana, I started talking like that. Yeah. Not, I don't talk like that normally, but it is part of who I am. That's what all my family talks like. Right. And I just grew up with a bunch of different dialects and kind of made my own. Right. You know, a little bit of a little bit of the young the, the young black guys from 2008 to, or 2004 a 2008 little bit of <laughs> a Sorry. little bit of a little bit of texan a little bit of cage yeah. a little bit of the late night shows that i like i've picked up so much stuff from all these people and some of it can be seen as negative but some of it really is who i am and then obviously there's some positives which we'll, we'll talk about what do you think about the negative stuff or like even what can be perceived as negative where we're kind of copying people and it's not a good look yeah, I mean, I think I think that it's important for us to to try not to do that, to try not to sound like a different accent or culture. Like if we can try to catch ourselves, just so we don't offend. Um, but so so that I don't that might be the negative, right? And then maybe I wonder how much of this plays into like how like the decisions you make and and, and stuff like that. Like you know, should you make sure your hand? I forget the quote. Um, and forgive me if you were going to bring this up later. I forget the quote, but I love it. And, and I would love to give credit to whoever it is. So maybe I can look it up. Um, who you are, you are like the product of the five people you spend your most time with. Yeah. I think you heard that on this show from a host named Taylor Schroll. I think that no. you behaviorally cognition picked that up from me. <laughs> was it? I, I really, I've heard this for years. It's, I don't it's, think it was... it's a popular thing, but there have been multiple people that have like said that and they, what I, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And, and so that, I think it's super important to make sure you're surrounding yourself with just awesome people, like people who are, who are trying to be holy people who are trying to be successful. Um, and, and not that you shouldn't hang out with people who aren't successful, but that, you know, you should try to have your inner circle be people that you want to be like. Well, you're welcome, John. I'm glad I can provide that for your life. Yeah, bro. That's why I'm <laughs> on the podcast. Um, but yeah, like, uh, like the po positive side of this, it's like we talk about it all the time in the Christian life that the importance of community, right? And it's not just to have fun and be like, oh, we're all in this together. Like it is that like I'm hanging around good people who have good habits. Like when I'm around people who pray a lot, I, I tend to pray more. When I'm yeah. around people who don't pray as much, I tend to pray less, right? Like we are we are such social beings that uh, 
we are going to pick up things from the people around us, right? Yeah. Um, and that could be very positive. Even how, how we talk or how we say things, how we act can all be picked up by the people that we surround ourselves with. And I think like the science is proving that that statement I just said is true 100% of the time. We are going to pick stuff up from the people that we are around. So it is important to at least have that, that inner circle, the people that you're closest with that can, that can help you out so that you can go out and hopefully be that change for other people, be it, be an impact for, uh, in somebody else's life. Right. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love you. I love you too, bud. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. All right. Well, that's going to wrap us up today. John, this was fun. This was one of the more fun shows you and I have done together in a long time. I mean, we ha- we've only done two shows in a long time, but this has been really fun. I've yeah, I'll make this. sure that I have a bang energy every time we do a show. Well, good. And make sure Joel's there to make sure that you're uh, – you're, I think he was the X Factor. Joel Stepanek, who's been a guest on this show multiple times, just sitting in the background of your office right now. Love it. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks a lot. I hope your hand continues to heal well. Um, and that I'm, I'm just really happy that we're scar buds. I'm really glad that we were able to play that game together. And I'm really glad that I said this was going to be a smart segment. And then I didn't sound very smart. I'm really happy for all those things. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) All right. God bless John. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to uh, hit subscribe wherever you are listening or watching comment on, on that game. I think that's going to be the biggest thing from this episode. I'll be back next week. Say Say it. Boom. That was fun. Thank you all for listening and watching today. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We really, really did. Don't forget to let us know uh, what biblical characters that you think would be great to lead for Take Catholic. Uh, as we, you know, like we can't, we can't pay people right now, so we are. Uh, we are, uh, you know, hiring biblical people who are in heaven and don't need uh, any money. Uh, speaking of money, if you want to support the work that we're doing here, fortecatholic.com slash donate. Uh, every gift that you give, uh, you know, is tax deductible. That's for sure. And also uh, earns you time out of purgatory. I don't know how much time. I didn't barter that part with God. Uh, but thanks for, thanks for watching and listening today. If you liked it, please hit the subscribe button and we'll be back soon. <laughs>